0: good evening welcome to the latest episode of the magic cast i'm your host scott monroe welcome to i would say episode 103 um Episode 102 was with the great uh, Jonathan Grade last week, uh, talking all things nostalgic in Football Italia back in the day on Channel 4. Jonathan spent, I would say, 55 minutes with me on my lunch the other week, and it was very good to talk to him about it. Um, With me today, I've got Imran. How are we?
1: We're we're okay, (laughs) despite yesterday's game. Thank you.
0: Thank God we didn't record straight after yesterday. I think some things could have been said, um, which could have taken us off the internet (laughs) straight away. (laughs) It's, what, 22 and a bit hours after yesterday's game. We are just talking about it. And also, we've got Jody all the way from Indonesia. How are you, Jody?
2: Uh, I'm great. So, considering we just lost to Juve yesterday, so I'm relatively great. (laughs) <laughs> Hello everyone.
0: <laughs> Thank you for uh, for joining us. I know it's one thirty in the morning where you are. Um, just wanted to talk a little bit about yourself. Uh, this is I gather this is your first time with us on the pod. So the platform is all yours. Just wanted to uh, ask you about uh, how long you've been supporting Roma. Uh, what's it like getting up at ridiculously times in the, in the day to watch our beloved club? fall at the final hurdle. Oh, uh,
2: okay, thanks God. So, uh I've been a Roma fan for around what, 20, 20 21 years. I remember starting uh, I first started to fall in love with Roma when I was in um, first grade of mid um call it, of, of junior high school. Mm-hmm. That's when that was I when I was 13 years old. So, um, growing up in Indonesia at that time, uh, the football is actually free on your national television. Okay. So you don't have wow. to subscribe to anything. You don't have to pay because we have these, uh, cigarette companies that pay for the advertisement. So whenever you watch turn on your TV or the national television, you can watch football, uh, Italian football, English football, Spanish football free on your television. And at that time, of course, Serie A is all, uh, right near uh, its peak especially i uh, just uh, i I started following roma mid season uh, when lazio uh, uh, won their second scudetto a second scudetto. and everyone talks football at uh, talked about football at school so i wasn't really into football at that time so but because everyone in at school they were talking uh, about football at uh, during the recess so I don't have any choice. So I have to follow football. I have to, I have to start watching it <laughs> in order to join the conversation. <laughs> and yeah, uh, well, like, I think like most, like, like almost anyone, uh, sometimes some, some, some people fall in love with the game, uh, because they are playing it. Unfortunately, I don't play the game. I don't, I'm not, I'm really, really a bad player. <laughs> so I started to fall in love because of the video game. I was playing Ju- with Juventus before, but, you know, I think it's FIFA 99 or 98, and it was getting too easy. So I wanted to try, oh, this Roma team seems challenging. <laughs> <laughs> so, because playing with Juve was too easy at that time. Little did I know that playing with Roma made me fall in love with the real team when I watched them on television. And um, when I say supporting Juventus is too easy, yeah supporting Roma uh, it's not very easy at
0: all it's not been very easy at all <laughs> welcome to the club <laughs>
2: yeah yeah thank you uh, yeah, FIFA, it
0: is. It's FIFA 98 and FIFA 99 that's a that's a blast from the past two excellent uh, games for the P- PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 uh I just wanted to well, this is a general question uh for you Jody who I gather I, could, I can gather your favorite player what number it was but who was your favorite Roma player when growing up when you first supported the club Ninety eight ninety
2: nine. 98 99 is there any other player than Francesco Totti of course of course <laughs> of course yeah <laughs> like uh, many people said you you uh, you you know uh you followed Roma because of Totti you stayed because of good and the passion of the fans. So I think it's very true, yeah.
0: <laughs> and final question: Have you actually been to mm-hmm. the Olymp- Olympico yourself? Have gone to Rome to watch a game?
2: well unfortunately, no. That's because,
0: a, yeah,
2: yeah. The, the air ticket is very, very expensive. fair in enough, Indonesia yes. Here, I was going
0: to so, say yes.
2: Unfortunately,
0: yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't blame you. Um, but thank you very much for joining us. We we hope we won't take up much of your time, as it's the time difference from myself in the UK and Imran, who is in Europe, and to yourself, who is in in Asia. It's uh you're six hours ahead. Is it six hours? Uh, seven hours.
2: Seven. Yeah. Uh, oh yes, we hours, have.
0: Yeah. We haven't had our t- clocks changed b- back yet, so that gets done for us in a couple of weeks. I digress. Um. So <laughs> guys. Juventus won, Roma nil, uh, a spectacle if you're the neutral, caused chaos on social media yesterday uh, and the day after, the, sorry that I say the morning after. Uh, so Moise Keane scored the only goal of the game, a freakish goal, coming off uh, Rodrigo Bentecourt's head onto his head, um, but there was a bit of uh, to in and fro in. was it handball? wasn't it handball and then Roma had a goal which was chalked off because there was a penalty given for a foul on Henrik Mkhitaryan did he handball it did he not handball it um the penalty was saved by uh from Wojciech Czesny um it caused chaos and carnage on social media afterwards um Imran I come to you mm. I felt that Roma played pretty well and it's the best I've seen Roma play at the J Stadium for a long, long time. Um I just want to know if you're in an agreement and do you feel like we could have really got something out of this game against a very defensive Juventus side?
1: Yes, I agree that uh, it was uh, it was a very good performance. It, it <laughs> very good yeah it was a good performance uh, it was a mature performance uh you i saw progress um, in the performance compared to the previous games we were solid we neutralized better players in cuadrado chiesa we didn't create much the i think which affected the whole uh, um Game, I mean, and which gave us the dominance I and mean, which gave us the ability to dominate more easily was also because we conceded very early. So Juventus, they didn't need to take that many chances. So they handed the initiative to us Uh because we've seen performances like this early. I mean, previously against Juventus where we played well, uh, especially where we conceded early, Uh and we know that Juventus have been going through a tough period, so they didn't want to take too many risks uh they really wanted the result and that's what they got unfortunately uh we we could have we could have gotten a better result we should have gone there with at least a point mm-hmm. uh but i think i think uh, despite losing uh our uh, because I, we lost the Yankees uh, previously many times been frustrating but this time at least i thought um, that there's something to look forward to going into the um, next games uh, upcoming games Um, having played the way we did uh, it shows that this team can go far it just needs a bit of time Uh, so it it was still I was still happy with the performance
0: Yeah, totally agree Jody, what did you feel about Roma's performance overall yesterday?
2: Uh, Yeah, I agree with Imran so in the beginning, it was a very good performance. We had some chances. Uh, I was hoping that the Cessney that played against Udinese will show up,
0: but yeah. uh, no.
2: <laughs> so no, unfortunately, no. Uh, so we had some very good chances early uh, in the match, um, but Cesni has been great, and yeah, unfortunately, we conceded very very early. And when I saw the highlights again um, earlier this morning, it's actually we defended quite well. Mm. It's just that when the when came and uh, I, I forgot the other player who ben Bentancur, I think yeah.
0: Bentancur, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. When they were about to head the ball in into into our net. I'm sure I, I was, I remember uh, there were three players attacking two center backs at that time. So I think that small detail makes a, a, a big difference. And yeah, I was, I was, I was actually thinking that, um, with, uh, uh, Matias Delit not playing, maybe with, uh, Bonucci and, uh, Kialidi playing, maybe we can exploit their lack of pace. But mm. unfortunately, the early Juventus early goal made it very difficult to exploit their uh, their their lack of of pace. So uh, we had to. They 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 are they were able to sit back and defend. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. If the, if that goal didn't come, I could see the game being a bit more stretched and Juve going for it a little bit more. But when they scored the goal, they did what they did against Chelsea and just sat back and soaked up all the pressure. Uh, at times they looked like they were playing with a back eight. And yeah. Chiesa just a little bit forward And then Moise Keane looking very isolated And it was just meat and drink every time for Leo Bonucci And um, my man of the match uh, Not Osato um, In Giorgio Chiellini I think he just had an excellent game um, oh. Should we talk about the elephant in the room And a bit of the controversy in, in the game um, It's frustrating because it's It happens time after time Especially against Juventus, but uh, it feels like I've got sour grapes, but sometimes you do. It's almost seven years to the date to the uh, when the Rudy Garcia game, but hey-ho. Um, was it handball for Juan Cordado for the goal? Yeah. I know that there's a video floating yeah. around. So definitely. both both an agreement. Yes, that's good because there's a third agreement. You can definitely see it was humble. I was shocked that that didn't go to properly check on VAR. You could see the players were looking quite distraught as well when it didn't. Um, yeah. the penalty incident. <laughs> oh God. Uh, it looks like Orsate was making up the, his own rules at halftime when talking to Brian Cristrante. Um, Jodie, I'll come to you first, and Imran, I'll come to you afterwards. Um, what did you think about the debacle, the absolute shit show, of the minutes just before half-time? It just caused absolute chaos again, and I think quite a lot of us were quite pissed off on social media about the game. I could The guys on UK TV were just like, what was Osato doing? He should have stopped and let the advantage go on. But Jodie, I'll come to you. Um, what did you think about What's actually? What are your thoughts on on the penalty incident?
2: Oh uh, well, I uh, maybe the majority of Roma fans will not like this, but I would oh, say that's okay. that uh, it's a con- it's a sequence of very complex events because mm. I was discussing with my Juventini friend uh, at a time, and our first uh, debate was whether the um yeah. Whether the the fa- whether the first foul on, on Tammy was was it really foul or not? My no. Juventus friend, friend he thought he, it was it was a foul and oh, okay. that's why the the, the 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 referee gave Juventus the uh, gave gave us the penalty. And I said no. Uh, oh, uh, sorry. Uh, uh, the discussion was about the foul or whether it's foul whether Mkhitaryan was offside, but actually uh, Danilo uh, tackled the ball cleanly. No, mm-hmm. so. Since he changed the direction and it fall, it fell to Mkhitaryan, so it shouldn't be offside, just like the Mbappe goals that we saw against Spain. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So um, I didn't pay attention that there is a little debate that Miki, Miki's have hand touched the ball a little bit and changed the direction. I, I, I. At first, I didn't think that his hand uh, touched the ball, but after watching the clips like maybe 10 or 20 times, I had this impression that yes, per- perhaps it touched his hands. So I thought, oh, it maybe it was handball. So the the penalty was given because of, uh, uh, because it was, but before the handball, it was clearly mm-hmm. a foul on Mkhitaryan. Mm-hmm. So that was why, that was my original train of thoughts. And then um, some people I discussed on Twitter said that no, well actually uh, we had the rights to to continue the game. Uh, the referee has to has, has had to have um, had to say had to give advantage to us because um, actually even if it's the handball, but with the new rules, if the ball um, what's called if the handball was not the one is not committed by the one who scored the goal and it's accidental then uh, it should be allowed but i think the i think the referee stopped the game um, too quickly uh, I, I think he blew the whistle too quickly and i don't i'm not sure it it it, uh, it was because of um, the Mkhitaryan, uh because the Chesney foul on vegetarian i thought that he stopped the game because he thought Tammy was fouled I think that I think I think that
0: I think that was the case. So yeah, uh Yeah, I think so. That's all. Mm-hmm. So is the could it in your eyes it could be the foul I wouldn't say Danilo on Tami Abraham. Uh I, I thought he may have just got a touch on the ball which gave Mkhitaryan the chance to uh with a chance on one on one was Chesney and then it, just like I've seen the footage about twenty times like yourself, mm-hmm. Jody, and it's just like <laughs> trying to trying to fast forward it and then rewind it. Fast forward it and rewind it. And you see that I don't know if it touches his hands because he bends his hands in mm-hmm. when it when the ball touches Locatelli's shoulder, but it's it's too hard to tell. Um Imran, what did you think about what were you actually? What were your thoughts on the the penalty decision and the non-goal and Osato's five minutes uh, of madness?
1: I I agree with uh, Jody that he blew the whistle too early. Great, uh, yeah. He 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 rushed the decision. I mean, irrespective of how you look at it, whether he thought the first uh, the with Dan- Danilo's tackle, if he thought that was a foul. Uh, he couldn't have thought i was fouled because he waited a bit and if he if he was hesitant he should have got that should have gone to var because mm. he if he, he that penalty should only be blown if he's 100% otherwise he's just interrupting the play and when mikitana was fouled he uh he blew the whistle too early because he didn't even wait to see what was going to happen after that handball or not that could have gone to var and if he waited and uh and uh, waited for Tammy to score and would have given a goal, he could have reversed that decision and Mm. given a penalty instead if it was a handball on Mikitarian if he saw Mm. that. Uh, So it was obvious that he made a mistake in that he uh, rushed the decision. And what was even more embarrassing for him, uh, I mean, on his case, was that he was trying to defend that decision by saying that there is no advantage uh after after penalty that's wrong because if you're fouled if you're fouled It's been going off for ages when uh, uh let's say attacker get fouled and then there's a follow up player who can just uh, score the goal you wait you wait, uh, yeah. to gi- you wait to give because it should always be like that the attacking team uh should get uh, you know the advantage in that uh in that situation so he made a mistake there, but okay. The but the majority of the blame is with oh we got a penalty we should have score the penalty we missed the penalty, mm-hmm. and after that, uh, uh and, I mean, yeah. So it was uh, it was uh, it was not correctly handled, but uh, we should have scored a penalty and we missed the penalty. Uh, and after that, uh, there was an incident with Pellegrini that was correctly uh, gone. It went to VAR, but it wasn't yeah, a penalty. Because that was not a penalty,
0: even though was no I, was penalty. Sh- I was shouting. I was shouting at yeah. my TV screen. Shouting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then know. you see the replays, you think, uh, "No, Keleining was very." Uh, I want to say he he knew what he was doing.
1: Um, it was more Pellegrini who kicked yeah, his leg and. Yeah, penalty. but what I would say is that what's what's frustrating is that. These type of decisions they always happen in these big games. Yeah. Like you mentioned, the Rocky Horror Show in 2014. <laughs>
0: nice pun. Uh, Even though we're two weeks from Halloween. Nice pun. Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, so it, it, it's you know you you have these great referees for the big games because you want the games to you know be fluid, free of mistakes, and then. You, you have an incident like that which potentially uh, changes the outcome of the game or at least a huge part of the game. Because if, if we scored uh, the equalizer there through Tammy Abraham, it could have changed the outcome of the whole game psychologically. It would have, uh, Juventus would have been you know, dealt with a you know, psychological blow right before... The halftime, and we would have gone into the halftime, you know, with um, high on, you know, adrenaline. Coming out, you know, uh, the pep talk uh, in the in halftime, you know, it, it could have gone so many ways, and yeah, it's it's it was frustrating, but still, I think um, the destiny was in our hands, and we we blew it. Yeah.
0: My, my other question. Um, should the penalty been retaken due to the it should have been retaken three players encroachment yeah yes. i yeah, it should have been retaken
1: especially especially when he was being so so strict uh, and uh, you know warning the players to stay behind yes. the line you know yeah. he, i've never seen a referee uh, <laughs> standing where he was positioned and almost physically holding them back you know telling them not to cross the line and three of them still do do it and it has no consequences so why do you stand there why do you warn them from crossing the line if it's not going to have any consequence uh, that's a minor detail but i think overall uh it, it was frustrating also because we conceded not uh, not just the handball on quadrado which should have been you know uh disallowed because of the handball. But it was such a silly goal to concede. <laughs> it mm. was it was such a fluke goal. It it's was a freak It was a freak header. Um, it was, a freak and it was yeah, not even yeah. going on his it, it direction was completely like <laughs> yeah it was going wide. And then he hits uh moise, moise King. head and yeah, he's like celebrating internet. like he scored some <laughs> overhead kick goal or whatever bicycle bicicleta. and yeah that was that was even more frustrating. So it's yeah it it was just uh silly goal to concede the details in the game and even Allegri said it, that after the game Roma deserved yes. at least a point perhaps you know the whole th- all three points. so i think uh, despite all uh, that i think at least we have something good uh, to build on uh, but yeah the ro- the orsato horror show was uh, <laughs> it was frustrating
0: yeah, um, I only asked that about the penalty because uh, I I had to rewind it during half time and have a, a closer look. And after the penalty, there was uh, when it, when Verity was running up, there was three players encroaching. So that was De Cilio, who actually had a really good game at left back for Juventus, Chiellini, and Gianluca Mancini. And who did the ball fall to? Uh, I
1: don't remember. Was it Danilo? Or... No,
0: it was, it was Chiellini oh, yeah. and Mancini. It was yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it went to Var because they thought Chesney may have gone off, off his line yeah. because he did the he did like a little stutter yeah,
1: which yeah.
0: I th- I think may have got into Varatu's head. I think um, it did. Yeah. I, I think, think the weight decision to laugh yeah.
1: because of that dummy he uh. pulled. Yeah.
0: And um to be honest it's a really good save. It's a really good height for Chesney to save. Um and then as Jody said I I was wishing he would have his Early blip to the season where <laughs> goals were going in left, right, in centre. Um, he didn't have a good start, but it was uh, he was he played pretty well against his former side yesterday. Um, I'll just ask you guys a couple of questions more about uh, yesterday's game, um, Jodie. I'll start with you. Do you think yeah. Jose could have used his subs a bit more, or do you think he was just trusting in the players on the pitch to get a result out of the game?
2: Okay. Uh, but first, Scott, uh, can I comment a little bit on, uh, on that penalty on
0: Cesny? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, yeah.
2: Uh, blocking the penalty. I think, I think Sesni has, uh, I think he has, uh, studied Veritou before. Because I remember, uh, I think last season, uh, the one time that Veritu uh, failed to, to convert the penalty, it was because the keeper waited until he took, uh, until he kicked the ball first. Yeah. Yeah, usually Verito, when uh, when he's taking his penalty, uh, he will wait until the very last second uh, to to see where the keeper move, and then he kick the ball uh, in a, another direction. And yesterday, what happened was, uh, I I see I saw that uh, Cessny was playing with uh, his sh- shoulder, he's moving left, moving right, moving left, moving right, and I I I, I realized that uh, before Verito kick. He was um, moving his shoulder right on a, on, on the right direction uh, on on his right hand and then he kicked the ball but then it's just he changed uh, on uh, on the left uh, to, to, uh, on, on on his left side so I think that was very clever from Cesny. Uh I, I think we I think you need to, to look at the highlights once again and then uh, you, 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 you you will say that Sesni changed direction a few times yeah. to wait, to 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 force a very to to re, uh, decide at the very very last second before he
0: kicked the ball. <laughs> yeah, he that did like a shi- He did a couple of shimmies. So I think, as me and Nimren just said, it may have just got into his head and and he mm-hmm. changed his um, his mind up last minute. I think. Yeah, <laughs> it was good from Tammy Abraham to go to him afterwards and said, "Don't worry, it's fine." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we all miss yeah. penalties. Um, yeah, just wanted to get your thoughts on um Jose and his <laughs> substitutions as well.
2: Yeah. Oh, on that one, um, I think um like many people complaining on Twitter, I it's it's very hard also for me to understand why he only used two of mm. his bench. And I think many people fairly criticized him for that. And did you see the latest controversy that when he said that uh, until uh, he saw that uh, Kostrov was was struggling, was struggling, and then he said, uh, "Well, what? Do, what? Do I, well, who do I have on the bench? We have Calafiore, Kumbula, and Ryan Reynolds." So many, some, some people were not very happy with that. So so I think uh, Mourinho, I think when he has a certain pattern in his mind, he tends to stick to it and doesn't want to experiment uh, in a match, I think. So you can say it's his strength or some people would say that it's his weakness, but Mm. to be honest, I'm, I'm actually a bit disappointed to see that he doesn't have enough trust on his bench players. Because well, it's true that they are young, but I think they can. They at least they could offer something for at, for ten or fifteen minutes. No, no, no. What do you guys think?
0: No, I totally agree. Um, Imran, I just wanted to ask the same question to yourself because, yeah, the clip went a little bit viral today. Um, I saw some people talking about it on social media that he may have thrown those three players under the bus. Um, I just want to know what your thoughts are on on Jose and his subs and maybe not trusting the players on the bench to come into that big game.
1: First of all... Uh you know, you make changes in the game if you believe that the players on the bench can come in and have a different impact. Of course, yeah, yeah. And I think at that moment, the team was doing quite well. Uh, So, you can risk uh, disrupting the whole balance of the team. Uh, And uh, if you don't see the players... Uh, too fatigued and too exhausted. Then, I, then I, I can agree you can bring in. But I I don't think it would have made much difference. I mean, he brought in Shomorodov, which was, um, I think, the only player on the bench who could have potentially had an impact. Uh, Carlos Perez, probably, he could have brought in, you know, he, he could have probably brought, be brought on for Mikitaryan. Apart mm-hmm. from that, I struggled. And I... He was too honest, unfortunately. He was too honest. Uh, But I don't think he has any problems with these players. He was just saying that these guys are too young. Calafiore is 19 years old. Brian Reynolds is 20, 19, 20. And you have Kumbula, who's 21. These are young players. And... Like, what is he gonna bring on Kumbula? For both of the center backs were doing a good job, and Kumbula is not a right back. The only player who could have potentially played, you know, as a right back would have been Reynolds, and I think it would have been a suicide against Juventus because he, he's yeah, unfortunately he's, totally he's not agree. good enough. He's not good enough. You you want you want to be nice to the guy. That's that's fair enough. But if you don't think that. He can come in and make an impact. He can improve the... He can give the team something excellent. There's no point in bringing him on. You cannot bring him on just to bring him on. And it's the same for Calafiore. Uh, Matisse Vigne, Vigne was doing good. I don't think Calafiore would have made too much of a difference, although I believe that Calafiore is more ready and has been more promising promising than uh, Reynolds. Uh, but it's obvious. Any, I mean, like... I know, I knew... I know we gave uh, uh, Thiago Pinto you know good scores for the mercato, but this team has weaknesses, especially left back uh, especially until uh, Spinazzola comes back. But the right back position is is very weak. I think it's a priority uh, for the winter mercato, a right back and a central midfielder. So, so I don't blame him. I don't blame him for because it's a big game. We are not playing uh, Empoli or or something like that. It's a big game, so you you don't want to uh, disrupt the flow. And I I think his comments were probably misinterpreted. Uh, It would have been more dramatic if he said that about Mayoral because Mayoral, Hmm. um, you know, he he proved himself last season. So if he said, oh, you know, look at the bench. (laughs) Who should I bring on Mayoral? That would have been an insult. But hmm. for uh, for Calafiore, Kumbula, and uh, Kumbula is a bit unfair too because he did play a lot last season, so he's taken um, a few steps back. But uh, Reynolds, I think he explained it to the players as well. Guys, you're young. This is a big game. You can, um, it, you know, to to have a reality check. Uh so he he probably explained it to whether they took it well or not, that's a different thing. Uh but I think he has a good he, he has a point if you look at the bench of uh Napoli, Milan, Inter, Juventus, uh they can bring in they can bring on better players, not Brian Rollins has only experienced from the MLS
0: agreed agreed um my final question for the both of you from yesterday's game because i think we've talked about it for a good half an hour um it's about nicolo zaniolo um it's a very un- unfortunate he's come off with a- another injury and hopefully it's not too bad because he actually started the game really really well and he did it quite the injury quite it was unlucky i think he tried to stretch for the ball when it and uh, it, it, he tweaked something. I thought it could have been a hamstring injury, but I had seen reports that it could be another knee knock or something. I just felt, if he stayed on, could you seen Roma do a bit more attacking and try to break through the Juventus stubborn wall? Imran, I'll come to you first. Difficult to say. Yeah. Uh, it's
1: very difficult to say because the Juventus defence was very strong. Uh, I I don't think so. He okay. was he he was good. He he mm-hmm. was very lively, but I don't think that substitution killed our chances. Oh uh, God, to, no, to, no. To, take, to take you know points from Yantus I think El uh He was okay. He didn't have too much of an impact. But uh, but I agree with you. Zaniola was very lively. He was he was very he was very confident. And he looked like a big match player, uh, until he was taken off. More I would say as a precaution. Yeah. And it looks like from the latest reports that it was nothing serious, uh uh nothing with the no rupture of the ACL or or anything. So more like a sprain and probably a few weeks and a little bit back, hopefully he'll get a rest for Thursday game. But I don't think it uh it would have changed the outcome of the game. I don't think so, but it's difficult to say because these games they are decided on, you know, minor details. Yeah. So he could have had yeah. moment of the match where he, you know, yeah, dribbled past everyone and scored. It's difficult to say, but he, he, he was a he was a big loss.
0: Yeah, Jody, I just wanted to get your final thoughts on on that. Did you think if Zaniolo it's just a hypothetical question if he stayed on the pitch? Could he cause a bit more Damage to the Juventus defence and got in behind them I know it's, he had 20 good Minutes before he was taken off due to That injury
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like Imran, actually It's very hard to say mm-hmm. because uh, The fact is that he, um, he's not playing Until the end <laughs> But yeah, I think I think The team played a little better After he was subbed off uh, But uh, I would have prefer if he could stay until the end of the game because we definitely lack uh, his physicality of bringing the ball forwards and dribbling past several players. With Stevan El-Sharawi, we were playing very well as a a team, but it looks like we were playing like um, uh, we are looking for open spaces uh, at that time with with El-Sharawi, but... Juve was leading 1-0, 1-0 and then it's very easy for them to close the space. So I thought, I think that if we had Saniolo at that time, we could have used him more to break open this, the, the very close uh, defense of Juventus. I think. So it's, it's a shame that he was to be subbed out, I think
0: yeah totally agree, I hope it's just precautionary, and it's not another serious knee injury or uh, as I said at first, I thought it could have been a muscle injury as when you've you've seen it before when players have had one two serious knee injuries, you come back and you you want to prove yourself and then you're susceptible to picking up muscle injuries and that's what I thought at first, but fingers crossed let' hope some good news coming out of Rome in the next few days or weeks about his injury. Um guys I think we talked pretty much about yesterday's game till we go blue in the face. Um Roma are, are playing in the uh the conference league uh in Norway on uh, on Thursday six no, it's a five forty five PM UK kick off time. Um this is a question to both of you. Both of you could probably answer straight away. Heavy rotation Yes. I do hope so. <laughs> <laughs> in my head, in my head last night, I was thinking what the team could be. And I was just thinking, right, probably. Rupert Ushio, maybe Reynolds. Um, I was thinking Ibanez, Kumbula, Calafiore, Diawara or Darbo, and then Villar. And then you've got Carlos Perez, Henrik Mikatarian, Stefan El Alsharari, Aldor Shomodarov. I think that's a pretty decent team to go out with on Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Good,
1: good. yeah. Especially considering the Napoli game on. Yeah, Sunday.
0: we got Napoli on Sunday. You were absolutely flying and got one of the best strikers in Europe at the moment. Um, I'm just going to ask you this, Kazimran. You're you're no, Norwegian and. Um, we talked about this in the Europa Conference League draw I think probably a month ago Um, what do you know do you know any bit more than you told me and Sam about Bodo Glimp and how they're doing this season in in Norway
1: yeah they're doing quite well they're on top of the league they are ahead um, eight games left to be played they are three points ahead of Molde so they are not as dominant as last season because Mm -hmm. they were they won it easily last season uh, so it's uh, tough for the title race I think they will still take it because they're still very good they've had a good start in the Europa League they won against uh, the Zoria uh, and uh, I think they won against Zoria yeah they did 3-1 and then uh, they had a stalemate against Cesca Sofia in Bulgaria, in Sofia. In a game where they could have won. Uh, They had some really good chances, so... Probably should have won there. So, it will be... I think it will be a tougher game than the two we played so far. Mm -hmm. But still, it should be enough uh, to win. And remember, you know, they're playing all the way up north, not far away from Russia. So... The temperature, you know, yeah, it will it will be it will be cold. It will be around two degrees. Uh, oh. but uh, no snow yet. Perhaps <laughs> it will be raining a bit, but uh, yeah, no shower or anything like that. So it will be. We are traveling there uh, in a good time. Uh, we avoided December, which I'm very happy about. Unfortunately, I won't be able to go to the game because it's it's, uh, yeah, it's a two-hour flight and uh, oh. it's too it's too much to organize um, in terms of job and stuff. But uh, yeah, Budaklimpt is a is a is a good time. They uh, they they are proving that last season's uh, league title win was not a fluke. They've uh, they continue to. Build up, and they've been able to recruit some good players. They're picking up interesting young players uh, in Norway. Some of them were a bit, you know, fading away, and they gave they revitalized their careers in in Buda. So it's a place, it's a place to be at in you Norway for young players. They're playing good football. They they show a lot of confidence in young players. So it's an interesting club to follow. There's a lot of hype. Around them, uh, still not as much as last season, but still. And uh, they've also uh, proven that the players they sold, especially in Harvey who did well in Milan, uh, despite not getting many chances, he's doing quite well in Frankfurt now. Yeah,
0: it's not in Germany. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's uh, quality, and uh, but they, we should still be able to beat them. They're not up there, but it could be that uh, they could you know be, they should they will be really hungry its it's a game of the lives most of the players none of them have played a game of this caliber or magnitude before, so it will mean a lot to them and I think that could drive them uh, uh, to you know to give a good uh, tough uh, match to roma but uh, but ultimately, I think we should be able to. Um, you know, we should be able to go home with three points, but I, I, w- I hope, I hope, uh, that we will do a heavy rotation, mm. even to that point that we can risk the result because of the important game on Sunday. Because it will be a long travel, it will be around four hour flight, I think, uh, from Rome. So, uh, but luckily we're playing home on Sunday and not traveling away again, uh, but still, I think, um, so I hope there will be a heavy rotation.
0: Yeah, that was my next port of call because the schedule is not great for Roma going forward, is it? So you got Bodo Glimpse, um, Napoli at home, then it's Calorie Away next Wednesday evening. And if I'm not mistaken, is it A C Milan straight after?
1: That's true. Yep. A C Milan yeah, home. Yeah.
0: at home on Sunday. So hopefully there'll be some rest and rotation going forward and then I imagine it's the second Bodo Bodo-Glimp game after the AC Milan game because that would be yes. what November and then the, then you've got one more league game after that and then it's the international break going yes. forward. Um my final question to both of you guys is 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 Napoli on on Sunday you got the derby derby of the sun. Um if if Jose does rest and rotate quite heavily on Thursday which we all three of us do agree are you guys confident enough so that we can break Napoli's perfect start to the season? Because they do look really, really like a really good unit under Luciano Spalletti. I didn't watch the game yesterday, um, but I've seen them a couple of times, and they just look absolutely fantastic. They started the season so well. Um, are you guys confident of of something happening next Sunday?
1: No, not confident. (laughs) Uh, It's difficult to be confident. uh, It's difficult to be confident against a side that has been doing so well. But Mm. I think I am confident enough to expect us to take at least a point. Yeah. Uh, And I think that would be uh, that would be something. But I hope for the three points. But I'm not confident. But I hope that we will put up a good performance. And it's interesting uh, when you mention Napoli because. A lot of people were skeptical around that team because they didn't make too many transfers and I think they proved that sometimes it's not just about uh you know, signing players because most of that team has been there for a few years they just needed a good coach mm. uh and that's what they got and he's he's doing a really good job and I always like spalletti he's one of my he's he's he was for a very long time my absolute favorite coach he still is i i really i really like him. Uh, and I'm happy for him, although I wish that he doesn't win the scudetto. Uh, but yeah, uh, it will be a tough game. I don't know it about will, yeah.
0: you and Jody. Yeah. yeah, Jody, what were your thoughts on uh, uh, on, the, on Sunday's game against Napoli?
2: To be honest, I would be happy with the draw, yep. considering the very uh, good form of Napoli right now. But I think winning this is not impossible, especially if you consider that our three losses in Verona, um, Lazio, and Juventus—those are away games. So we are actually doing really, really good, uh, really great at home. Uh, so yeah, we, we do. I, I think we do. We do have a shot especially with the fans in the stadium I think um, we might have uh, an, uh, an opportunity to, to win ugly perhaps against Napoli but to be honest um, a draw I'll be happy with a draw
0: <laughs> I, I agree with that I'll be happy with a, a battling draw um I'm, I'm I'm a bit fearful of Victor and he looks like a, a different player this season. I think he took his time to adapt into Serie A and he looks like a completely different player and um and as Imran said they didn't really buy that much so they bought Anguissa from Fulham and Juan Jesus on a free transfer. So <laughs> <laughs> and Anguissa is turned Anguissa has turned out to be a really good central defensive midfielder who Roma were linked with uh, along with two cup miners who Played brilliant yesterday for Atalanta, um, guys. Before I go any further, I just wanted to condemn um, the Roma fans who racially abused Moise Kean in the stands yesterday. That was very disappointing to hear the monkey chants um, directed at him. I think it was very early in the first half after he scored. This is coming date a day after that Lazio fan who was caught on camera doing the monkey chants. To Dunzel, uh to Dumfries, Denzel Dumfries. And he botched his name. No apologies. Um, that video went viral. But the sad thing is that Saria will take that video down quicker than they will sort out any racially abuse in the stands. And it's a, it's a very sorry sight in 2021 where we had no crowds in football stadiums for 18 months. And this is what we're talking about: five or six games into the new season. Apart from. The chaotic referees and the the fantastic football, and it's just a sour note to end the week we've had in Italian football.
1: Yeah, it was disappointing, and like you said, thought that uh, you wouldn't see it in 2021, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, we still see it, and it's a bigger problem in in Italy than in many other places in Europe. Uh, it happens in England as well And many countries oh, of course, yeah. but it's not it's not uh, it 's not as big of a problem as it is in uh, Italy unfortunately, okay. and it seems that not enough is being done, and the people who are being in leading positions to take actions have had a very lackadaisical approach you know they 've been very relaxed about it, not uh, but too tough on restrictions punishments and yeah, it's it's a very, it's very, it's
0: very unfortunate. There's a, so, sorry to bring this on a downer. Um, I think we've pretty much covered everything we wanted to talk about. Um, for, I think we've been going for nearly close to 15 minutes. And sorry to bring it on a downer. And we've been talking about the Juventus game and the Bodo come, game coming forward and Napoli on, on Sunday. Uh, Imran, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for, for having me no worries and Jody thank you very much for getting up <laughs> early in the morning <laughs> hey it's my pleasure That's <laughs> alright and, and thank you very much for joining us it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and happy to have you on going forward in the future
2: thank you
0: yeah, guys, you can follow the podcast at The TheMagicHouse on Twitter and at TheMagicHouse.com. You can find all our previous episodes and our back catalogue of episodes on the website. You can find uh, the, the podcast on all podcast platforms. So Spotify, uh, the podcast app, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, etc, etc. Uh, guys, thank you very much for joining me on this Monday evening and Tuesday morning for yourself, Jodie. Um, Ah. Always remember, boss drama, ciao.